greetings and welcome to an Odyssey and Dormitory. If the Spirit moves you, would you be kind enough to follow, like, share, and comment on this podcast as I am your grateful host, Dan Riley. Today, our most accomplished professional speakers tend to speak at conventions, seminars, conferences, and they often headline company retreats or off-site meetings. But that wasn't always the case. In the days of yore, long before radio and television, accomplished speakers joined touring circuits. They traveled city to city across mostly the eastern states, giving lectures on a range of topics, depending, of course, on their expertise. From the outset, they used these speaking circuits to inspire the moral and intellectual curiosity of the countrymen to reach people at the grassroots level. You see, at the time, most adult education was taking place in the cities, close to the universities, and the rural world was starving for the same wisdom being shared in the cities. The first of these circuits, the Lyceum, was established in Millbury, Mass. in 1826. And with its success, the model inspired many emulators, and by 1850, there was a total of 3,000 of these educational platforms. Probably the most famous of these traveling circuits was the Chautauqua Movement, founded in New York in 1874. It boasted such luminaries as William Jennings Bryan, Mark Twain, and of course the immortal Emerson, along with United States Presidents James Garfield, Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford Hayes, and Teddy Roosevelt. But one of the more enduring speeches that has survived that movement was given by a lesser-known speaker, Russell Herman Comwell. The speech, Acres of Diamonds. It told of an African farmer who heard tales about other farmers who had made millions by discovering diamond mines. These tales so excited the farmer that he could hardly wait to sell his farm and go prospecting for diamonds himself. He sold the farm and spent the rest of his life wandering the African continent, searching unsuccessfully for these gleaming gems that brought such fame and fortune to others. Finally, worn out, despondent, and in a fit of desperation, he threw himself into a river and drowned. Meanwhile, the man who had bought his farm happened to be crossing the small stream on the property one day, when suddenly there was a bright flash of blue and red light from the stream bottom. He bent down and picked up a stone. It was a good-sized stone, too, and admiring it, he brought it home and put it on his fireplace mantle as a curio. Several weeks later, a visitor who had come to the farm picked up the stone, looked at it closely, tossed it up and down in his hand, and nearly fainted. He asked the farmer if he knew what he had found. When the farmer said no, that he thought it was a piece of crystal, the visitor told him he had found one of the largest diamonds ever discovered. The farmer couldn't believe it. He told the man that his creek was full of such stones. Maybe not all as large as the one on the mantle, but they were sprinkled generously throughout the entire creek bottom. The farm that the first farmer had sold so that he might find a diamond mine turned out to be one of the most productive diamond mines on the entire African continent. The first farmer had owned, free and clear, acres and acres of diamonds. But he had sold them for practically nothing in order to look for diamonds elsewhere. The moral is clear. 
If the first farmer had only taken the time to study and prepare himself to learn what diamonds looked like in their rough state and to thoroughly explore his property before looking elsewhere, all of his wildest dreams would have come true. The thing about this story that has so profoundly affected millions of people for more than a century is the notion that each of us at this very moment is standing in the middle of our own acres of diamonds. If we only had the wisdom and patience to intellectually and effectively explore the pursuits in which we're now engaged, to explore the totality of ourselves, we would most likely find the diamonds we seek, whatever their nature may be. Russell Conwell, first a lawyer and author, then a clergyman and educator, told his story of Acres of Diamonds over 6,000 times on the Chautauqua circuit, which brought him fame and fortune. Although that was not what he was seeking, he was looking to raise money to provide educational opportunities for academically talented and highly motivated students, regardless of their backgrounds or financial status. With the proceeds from his lecture, Acres of Diamonds, Russell Herman Conwell founded Temple University, still a thriving university today. For my part, that's all there is, except for this. Please follow, like, share, and comment on this podcast. This is Dan Riley taking you on an odyssey into oratory. Until next time, throw off those blue eyes, sail away from the sea, catch the trade winds, promenade.